1: Down the fort, and I am your
0: host,
1: Jim Bo Fort. Welcome back. This is Jimbo Fort holding it down today with Griffin Delapena. Griffin is a broadcaster and journalist currently for the Canisius College Golden Griffins and he's that does does some other cool things on the side as well so without further ado Griffin welcome to the show sir
0: thank you very much for having me really appreciate you uh, having me on here tonight
1: yeah. Um, so we got the, uh, the connection, um, through, uh, one of Griff's, uh, old roommates, Tommy Pelletier who's currently a pitcher trains with us at, uh, at Western New York strike zone and, uh, has just been a, um, you know, a staple in the Western New York area since, uh, since he was a young guy. So, um, going into you, Griff, tell us a little bit about where you're from, um, how you, how you grew in, in your love for the sports, your family Anything that uh, that we should know about uh, a life growing up in Batavia?
0: Yeah, so like you just said, grew up in uh, Batavia, New York. Great place to grow up, I always say, because you're right in the middle of Buffalo and Rochester. So if we didn't have anything in Batavia that I wanted to do, I could go either way. Uh, grew up, you know, my dad played Division I football at Canisius. Uh, that's actually where he met my mom. So that's how I got my name, Griffin. So there's been some Canisius ties from the day I was born. Uh, so that's always been a huge part in my life. But growing up, you know, uh, sports were so huge, right? Like just for many kids, um, played three sports growing up, baseball, football, basketball, uh, you know, tried soccer at points in time. That was the first ever sport I played. Just really tried to try anything that I possibly could. Uh, And one that I really excelled at early on was football. But then I would say probably around like the age of eight, that was actually the last sport that I ever played was baseball. And that became my instant love. Uh, so that kind of became the number one from there. I was a catcher. Uh, so kind of worked my way up and, uh, was, uh, starting as a sophomore, uh, on our varsity team. So it was a great experience. We have a pretty good team in in class A2. So, uh, you know, I was going to ask
1: that's at Batavia yeah. high school.
0: Yep. Yep. So, uh, it was an A2 player and, uh, you know, I was getting some some solid looks early on. Some other schools talking to me. I actually had a pretty freak uh, injury my sophomore year uh, with my shoulder. It was a weird blocking drill that kind of went wrong with the pitching machine and missed my chest protector, and I uh, separated my AC joint, tore my labrum, and broke my collarbone all in one. So after that, my arm was was never really the same. Uh, but <laughs> on the know-
1: on the throwing side, I had to get us, of course.
0: Yeah, yep, on the throwing side. So that was that was tough sledding from there. So then I actually stopped playing football and basketball and just completely rehabbed. So I was going up to U of R uh, with the head athletic trainer for the Rochester Red Wings. So I instead of getting the surgery during my junior year, like, you know, it's a huge year for scouting uh, and trying to get to the next level. So I decided I'm not going to get the surgery. Instead, I'm just going to try to stabilize all the muscles around it and just kind of hope for the best. So that's what I did. Um, I just kind of D.H. my whole junior year hit really well, hit close to 400. But, you know, I, I was just D.H.ing. So I wasn't yeah. getting a lot of the same looks. Uh but my biggest thing was senior year, you know, I want to give my his first ever sectional championship win. Uh, and that's what we did. I was a leader of the team. So that was uh, definitely really cool. And I had some some decent offers to go play in college. But when I weighed my options, uh, I've always wanted to do what I'm doing now, be a broadcaster. I'll never forget the first time I watched SportsCenter. I was down in my basement early one morning with my dad, ran downstairs and uh, he was flipping through the channels and he stops on Sports Center. And I, I was amazed, like, that was the first <laughs> time I ever saw it. Stuart Scott was at the desk with Chris yes, Berman,
1: yes, and yes.
0: it was just like crazy to me that people could get paid, like, it was their job to sit at a desk, wear a cool suit, and talk about sports. Like, I that just fascinated me, and ever since then, like. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think every kid has aspirations to make it to the show or to make it to the NFL. But truthfully, like ever since then, like I've always kind of wanted to be in that realm. So when it kind of kind of came time for me to choose schools and I uh, was weighing my options, am I going to go to maybe a D2 or D3 school and go play and kind of keep that dream going or maybe focus a little bit more on my academics at maybe a school like Canisius or a Syracuse or things of that sort? Um, you know, it kind of came down to going to Canisius. Uh, it was a great decision, best decision I ever made. And a lot of that decision also came with, hey, I can try to walk on the team as well. Uh, so first day, uh, I called Coach Maz, walked on campus, started out as a bullpen catcher that's a crazy story in itself of oh, yeah. me potentially <laughs> trying to walk on the team. We had a bunch of injuries and going through the NCAA protocols and trying to get my waivers through because I was considered a team manager. And that's a, maybe a story for a different episode. Oh, uh, no, but, but that
1: sounds, on. that sounds like a, a very earned, earned position uh, that, sure. that you worked your way into.
0: Yeah. So that was great. And then uh long story short, instead of me, being a redshirt freshman, being on the team and trying to work my way up, I actually accepted a position with the program to be a bullpen catcher, paid position, and then kind of run our scouting and analytics with Soto and Blast. So I did that for my first two years of school uh, in the Canisius program, which was fantastic experience. Uh, and then I just kind of from there in my sophomore year, start a COVID I was like, okay, well now it's time for me to kind of get the ball rolling and what I want to do. So, went back to the Batavia Muck Dogs where I'm from, I uh, used to be a That's Class A affiliated <laughs> team with the mm-hmm. Miami Marlins. Uh, and that was the first year transitioning to the Perfect Game Collegiate Baseball League for uh summer wooden bat league. So, uh, I was a one-man crew. I did all 55 of our broadcasts, home and road. I ran our social media. I did press releases. I, I did it all. And for a kid that was 19 years old, I couldn't have asked for a better experience. Uh, which kind of opened some doors for me to work at Pagula Sports and Entertainment. Uh, I had a year-long internship in their media and content department last year. Uh, and that was amazing, to say the least, to to work for not just a professional organization, but be with the Sabres, primarily the Buffalo Bandits, and then obviously the Buffalo Bills. I can see behind you, you're a huge Bills guy, which is oh, awesome. Oh yeah, we are, so, we
1: are fans for sure.
0: Yeah, so that was a, a year of just growth and kind of realizing, okay, if I want to do this for the rest of my life, I got to emulate what these people are doing and picking up on their working habits on trying to hone my own skills while I was doing stuff at Canisius as well for some of our ESPN three and ESPN plus broadcasts for our 20 division one teams. And that kind of leads me now what I'm doing at Canisius as a multimedia reporter. And then I'm also a play-by-play broadcaster. So I cover all of our 20 teams. I try to give everybody the equal respect that they deserve because I think a lot of the programs were flying under the radar and weren't really getting recognition uh, in comparison to the other schools in our conference. And then just really trying to hammer home, you know, our premier sports, if you will, with the basketballs, the baseball, the softball, and the hockey as well. So that's been uh, a fantastic experience. And that's kind of a, a quick notes on me and my life so far.
1: Well, dude, that is, um, I hope everybody hung on right there because that is, that's <laughs> a hell of a of a ride thus far. Um, I'm going to go back to a, a couple points. Um, number one, uh Nobody cares about my athletic career because I'm an old man, but um, in a totally different manner, attempted a backflip on a snowboard when I was a sophomore at Niagara, playing Mm -hmm. baseball, Um, made it all the way around, caught my nose on the way before I got there, and I'm left-handed, so I ride regular and I'm I'm left-handed. So I hit, nose Mm -hmm. dug in, my goggles shattered into my eyes, my helmet broke in half collarbone compound fractured up into my neck oh. ac joint is what really hurt what really really hurt me when you said that is because yeah. uh that was you know it kind of went in 35 different directions and kind of opened like that mm-hmm. and that you know i i wasn't i wasn't great by any means i was not any professional path or anything like that but we never quite got back to those same positions as we got when we had the aspirations to to go up so that injury really really sets home with me and like i'm picturing a baseball hitting you in the front of the shoulder yeah i remember i worked through like with our rehab people and our athletic trainers and the people who got that injury the most were hockey players getting kind of checked into the boards in that direction and you saying a baseball hits you on the open side of it and i just i see it going down so that's number one number two take me back to real quick brand new perfect game league team right this wood bat mm-hmm. summer team i'm sure the community's in a eh, maybe a slight uproar at we're losing a uh you know a minor league team and this 19 year old kid right comes in and i don't want to say saves the show but okay. he is the show the broadcast the social media in this day and age right like to do that alone is insanity yeah. So take me through a little bit about that. Like you said that, that really set the tone on you. Like you show up day one and you're like, well, well fuck it. I'm here. Like yeah. hands in, right. Is that how, is that how it kind of went for you?
0: 1000%. Uh, it was the sophomore, sophomore semester. So it was the spring semester. I'm thinking, okay, I want to get an internship. Right. And I would say for at least 10 to 12 years, it was like every single year. Batavia is like, okay, this might be the last year we have a team. We saw Jamestown had a team. They it was got going, going, going. Like going. It, it's just kind of always been up in the air, and then you kind of hold your breath in the winter time. And oh, muck dogs are going to be back. They signed a two-year lease, but after that, <laughs> like you never know. So you know, growing up, I was actually a bat boy when they were still in affiliated A-ball. So uh people knew me around there, and you know, me being a recent high school grad in Batavia, uh, I you know. Three athlete, yeah, and, uh, played, yeah, people played, knew played who well. I was. I come from a family who uh it's a prominent name in the area as well. So when I called that their owner at the time who was brand new into the city, uh, you know, didn't really know what to expect coming into this area. And he has this 19 year old college kid who wants to get his first experience and Oh, he's from Batavia. I think that was really what kind of gave me that opportunity, because after that original phone call, we talked for 45 minutes and he said, you're our guy. Like we've had other people reach out, but we're going to give you a chance. Like we we talked around. We're going to see how it goes. And for me to get that opportunity again with no real true experience, like I had these aspirations, I knew I could do it. Um, but I've never been given the opportunity. So uh, to do that for my hometown team, again, it was a blank slate. Like people didn't really know what to expect with this league, was the play going to drop? We have kids coming all over the country. Yeah, they're not getting drafted, but some of them could get drafted this summer if they play to expectations. So uh, I think people were just, one, really happy that the team actually stayed. And regardless, there was going to be some baseball to be played in the summertime. Uh, and then I think we had a few local guys like Tyler Prospero. He played for us. yes the you, uh, yeah. So he played uh, Jerry. But Batavia
1: legend from what what I've, yep. I've heard around here. So,
0: yeah. So that was huge. Having some local guys to kind of gather some attention early on. And then people just kind of got hooked. Uh, we tried to bring it wasn't going to be the same old muck dogs that didn't really have a whole lot of people in the stands. And the game day atmosphere wasn't there like we wanted to have fun. And I think we kind of saw what the Savannah Bananas were doing. Again, another amazing summer league team that just really tries to emulate. Yeah, you're watching a game, but it's about the game day experience. Like you're trying to have people come back time and time again. And if they're loving the game of baseball, like, you're probably gonna have them come back multiple times throughout the summer. So that was the biggest thing that I tried to hammer home when we would talk about content. And I had a whole listed plan of okay, if people are gonna have this social media password for this account that has a huge outreach, like I want <laughs> things to be done a certain way. Uh I Just try to, again, just see and talk to people in the industry, not just on the broadcast side. But if I was going to be running this media and content department, like I wanted it to be done the right way because I knew for future employers or something down the line, like they're going to see that stuff. They can log on to Twitter and see the posts or see the game day graphics and see, wow, it's not something every single day that's different. Like this is a very good content plan where things are going to stay consistent. Uh and then on the broadcast side, yeah, I had a great following. Again, these are kids that are coming all across the country. So their parents aren't coming to every game and coming to Western New York. Like, you know, you have kids in Texas and California whose parents are watching on YouTube live every single night. Uh and that was a pretty special connection in itself.
1: Yeah. So you you feel like I mean one, all the way back to where you said like just getting the opportunity. Like, I feel like, you know, and and it takes me back to your bullpen catcher situation. And again, no one cares about my athletic career out there. Everybody who's listening on the other, other camera side. um, But like it, you know, I, I was a walk on guy who went to tryouts and threw the best bullpen of my life. Hey, you can practice with us for the next two weeks. Hey, got a spot. Hey, got a roster spot. Hey, you know, like, getting that little bit of opportunity when you almost go in, I don't want to say feeling like you don't belong, but you're like ultra humble. You're like, Oh my God. Like they, they chose you're like, I'm, I'm their guy. Right. Like they Mm -hmm. chose me. Um, It brings me back to, you know, I, I remember fielding the, the phone call um, going into my, my uh, facility to work with a 12 year old team from uh, Matt wise for the angels that, I had gotten a pitching coach position. I'm like, you, you called like, you called James Ford. Like, you know, that that's, you're talking to me on the phone right there. And I like, you know, the whole time going into there, I was like, I have to go in there. And like, this is the greatest, like this is the greatest opportunity I've ever gotten. I I shouldn't have gotten it. So we got to crush it. Right. And I think, you know, obviously hometown, all, like the, the, the cards fell for you where like, you had no choice, but to let's go figuratively knock it out of the park. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So- I think that, like, that's kind of how I live my life too, is like with anything like that, you're, you need a little bit of luck at some point down the line. Right. And I think like that was my break. Maybe were they going to go with somebody else with a little more experience, but could have been from Pennsylvania or something. And, you know, they decided to do me. And uh I think with any opportunity I'm ever given in life, I'm going to give it everything I have. And to give them that intuition that, okay, you picked me for a reason and I'm going to show you why, like you're not going to regret this decision. And I feel like that's something that as I continue this upward trajectory that I'm just going to have to continue to do. Cause it's, it's worked pretty well so far. I mean, you don't mess with what works, right.
1: <laughs> it keeps, right. keeps getting, you, get keeps getting you past along, man. That is a hey, boys, girls, we were going, you know, advice for people in the industry towards the end, but like we have summed it up right there. That is, that is unbelievable. So listen good right there through that whole portion. Thank you very much, dude, because we do not, and you know, I'm old yelling at clouds kind of guy here, but like, you just don't find, you know, I don't have a ton of friends. I tell my wife, that. like you don't find people who want to work hard, for no reason anymore, right? Who are just grateful for the opportunity. We love, and I, you know, handouts are the greatest thing on the face of the earth until you're trying to increase your, your surface area for luck, right? Like working hard all over the place allows you that one Batavia connection. One time when you move to Dallas, you're like, oh man, jerry's got something to say say good about about griffin right and all of a sudden that's the phone call that pans out 10 20 down the line right i could have been from pennsylvania you could have been from syracuse right and all of a sudden that starts pagula sports for us getting in with the sabers transitioning into our next spot right that sounds pretty damn cool so where, you know, Buffalo sounds like it's a place that you love, but coolest places that that this job has taken us as far as just an experience like, wow, I'm here right now and kind of kind of taking it all in places and then right into the the people that are that are the best that we've met so far, uh, you know, along the way.
0: Yeah, so I would have to say, I do have some pretty cool ones coming up with Canisius as our are- uh, NCAA men's basketball tournament for our conferences in Atlantic City. So, I will be covering both the men's and women's tournament there. So, I, I'm really excited for that. Uh, but I would have to say, last year with the Sabres, uh, last year we played in the Heritage Classic. So, that was over, it was against the Maple Leafs. It was a home game for us, but it was in Hamilton.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so, we played in the outdoors, uh, the home of the Tiger Cats at Tim Hortons Field. And to uh, be at that whole spectacle, and to be out there rinkside, like right on the ice and in the locker room afterwards, uh, after we won, was how does safe.
1: How does that work? Is that like a, like a pop-up tent that they've got out
0: there? So we actually got to use the Tiger Cats, uh, their locker room, which oh, was under, cool. The, yep, under so the that was line. underneath. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty cool. And just again, like that whole day was something I'll never forget. Like it felt like a snow globe. There's a little bit of snow coming down on the ice and Again, it was a home game for us, but it was a bunch of Maple Leafs fans. So when you you get a win in that environment, it was pretty cool. The guys were hyped up. Uh, the Pugulas were there with us afterwards. We're all celebrating. And, you know, we got a police escort back to Buffalo, which was really cool on the Needed team. Needed so, <laughs> Yeah, like that was just that was a day I'll never forget. Uh, and then people. I would definitely say working with Rick Jennerette last year uh, in his final year with the Sabres was, I mean, you really just can't put it into words, right? Like the guy is an absolute legend, 51 years with a franchise and doing it again at the highest level. Like that is just unreal stuff that you don't hear anymore in any walk of life. Like people don't stay doing one thing for that long period of a time. And And, his,
1: and I'm just going to say like his his enthusiasm for some of the the god awful teams that we yeah. have had, right, has never wavered. Right, like it just never ever went away. He saw us through some of the some of those big time downs, and uh, you know, I'm not gonna not gonna count the chickens too soon, but. Some of these dudes in there right now look like, you know, once now that Rick is out, maybe maybe we got some some hope that we're going to bring a a smile to his face in his retirement.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is the plan. And it's actually funny you say that last year going into the season, we had a huge content meeting on Zoom with everybody. And uh, at one point he just kind of butted in. And again, last year, the outlook, especially early on in the season with Eichel at the time, it it was a weird time. And specifically for me, because I'm the new kid on the block, like (laughs) I don't really know how to act as well. So he kind of stops everybody and he says, listen, guys, like this is my last year. And I know that, you know, it might not be the best year in terms of win and loss record, but how we're going to treat it every single day how what our enthusiasm is like you mentioned or what our mindset's going to be that carries a lot of value and coming from a guy with 51 years of experience like everybody's going to take that for completely what it's worth and I think that kind of told me as well like even when there's the huge losing streaks in the middle of the season uh, and you know it's, it's not looking too good that Towards the end of the season when the boys are playing good and you have great nights on his last call or when his banner goes up in the air, like being there for those moments, I'm I'm just so grateful for that too. To, again, learn from somebody like him and a guy who, again, my entire childhood, I'm watching games on MSG, listening to him. And then for his final season, my first year, to be with the organization and to kind of have run-ins with him is, is pretty remarkable.
1: Absolutely, man, and like to to button in in that meeting in your last year, and remind everybody that we're going to bring effort and energy every day. Like, yeah. hey, this guy is reminding us of that. Like, how can you not just just go in there every day and be like, wow? Like, I like this is like you said. I think grateful was the word, and that is that is a hundred and ten percent. So. Um. So you said you have a pretty prominent family name in Batavia. Mm-hmm. Um. Dad played college football, so he's probably a pretty decent high school athlete. Yeah. Mom met him at Canisius. Where's mom from? Where Where does her family reside? Is she a local a local gal?
0: Somewhat. Yeah, in the Southern tier. So she's originally from Eden, New York. Uh, She had three younger siblings. So they also had a family welding business. So growing up, she didn't really play a whole lot of sports. But I mean, her knowledge of every sport like even knowing people's names where what school they went to like that's where i kind of get my mindset i think from in terms of the the mental side and having just a fantastic memory of random athletes and where they went to school and just random facts about certain things i definitely think i get that from her which i'm super super grateful for because as a broadcaster well, you, can't, you can't
1: teach that stuff right yeah like <laughs> that's just
0: huge as a broadcaster and uh we i actually had a game yesterday where it, it, a bench guy had a career high 18 points, like just things like off the at top of my head where like after the, the thing was done, after a broadcast was done, had people pull me aside. Like, how did you know that off the top of my head? It's like I just see something and then you just kind of remember it at the He's right my dude. What moment. are you talking yeah, about? <laughs> like, there's just certain things that, like you said, you can't teach. So, uh, yeah, she's originally from Eden, met my dad. And then they uh, moved out to Batavia together to start their family. So.
1: Nice. So dad's dad's family from Batavia um, Yeah. dog's fans as you guys all all grew up spent spent a lot of time at the ballpark would you say?
0: Yeah, for sure. And then I also have an older sister. She was a college athlete as well. Uh she was a middle blocker at Utica College. So uh, about I'm
1: from yeah. from Cooperstown. So that's yeah, oh, There that's you go. right out yeah, right exactly. out in my neck of the woods. That place is that place has actually turned it around a ton. So was she there in like the last 10 years?
0: Yeah, so she graduated in twenty nineteen. So she played four years there and then graduated. And now they're Utica University, which is kind of funny because they're always known as UC. Like, the oh, you, you, you. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now they got to change that up. But that's kind of the trajectory as college athletics is is going a different direction.
1: Did you? Um, yeah, we're. I mean, we're Uville University, where every everything's yeah. everything's stepping it up a little bit. Did you ever get out to uh, to
0: watch your play? Oh, all the time. And I think that's something that, you know, I, I have a great relationship with my sister, uh, definitely one of my best friends, that's for sure. And even though she's three and a half years older than me, um, you know, we, we still talk every day. And I think a lot of that comes from I was a huge supporter of hers and, and everything she wanted to do. Uh, you know from being the little younger brother when she was in high school and she's you know pelting volleyballs at me in the backyard. <laughs> stand and,
1: right there real quick. <laughs>
0: yeah so I, I did a whole lot of that and I actually have some pretty good volleyball skills because of her so I do appreciate her for that but um, other than that I mean we used to go to tournaments like every weekend when she was in school because you know that's that's just how it is like that's just kind of how I was raised and you know, even when I stopped playing, like my parents would still go to Kanisha's baseball games just because uh, you know I was associated with it. I was a part of the you know the whole program, so uh, they would still come up to those games. But yeah, for sure, uh, I was always going to her games.
1: Well, you got some some good friends uh, on that on that squad as well. Yeah. And hopefully, uh, they got uh, they got another one in them here right now. I I think uh, think back to back is on everybody's mind for sure. I don't know how you won up those rings that you just gave him, though, man. Those are <laughs> those are some some kind of fancy. So, um, obviously, you're in a really really fortunate but earned spot, right? Right now, with uh, with where we're at as a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Um, next move, I always say, you know, like. You gotta be where your feet are and you gotta give this a hundred percent. Sounds like you, you know, don't need that lesson in any way, shape, or form that you're absolutely dominating everything you do. But um, if it's not, hey, the next move, it's maybe where would we like to end up? Are we trying to get out of the area? Are we trying to stay here? Um, you know, would you go to Tokyo for something? Are you trying to to live in Texas? What's going on out there?
0: Yeah, I think that's something that I'm going through right now on the everyday. Uh, It's my last semester of college that starts tomorrow. So just two classes left. And that's a whole lot of time for me to prepare for that next step. And being a broadcaster, it's very much like being an athlete when you're in high school. So you got to have your highlight reel. You have to have demo tapes and showing that, oh, I can cover this sport, but I can do this too. And just try to be as versatile and marketable as possible. Uh, so if I do stay in the area, that would be great. If I can get a full-time position with PSC, that's most certainly something I would uh, be open for. But I, I'm not going to be someone that's going to put all my eggs in one basket and just kind of bank on that. So I uh, have had some conversations with some, some other teams and organizations. Uh, I recently was offered a position with the Tampa Bay Rays. The timeline wasn't really going to work out uh, for this upcoming season. So again, I would love to work in baseball. I think, uh, being either a play by play broadcaster or being a team reporter where I still get to write articles. That's something where I-, I got a lot of great experience last year with the Sabres and specifically the Buffalo bandits as I was their team reporter last year. So, uh, so the, you, the...
1: you actually, you wrote yeah. all of the, all of the articles for the teams, you interviews too. Like, so you, you yeah put, for put sure.
0: Yep. Yeah. So that's something where, you know, I would love a little bit of a mix of some on camera stuff, uh, but also to be able to still have my writing flow and my juices still going good. So uh, I would say end all goal working in baseball, either for a team specifically or a bigger network uh, like an MLB network or, or sitting at a pre post game show. And I'm, you know, the guy that's kind of keeping the the content going and the conversation with you know, the ex player and talking about the game and what's going on. So uh, I'm in a very fortunate spot where I've had a lot of great experience up to this point where uh, the connections in this industry are also huge, where, again, working at these prominent places in professional organizations, you know, one person leads you to another and you just continue to make those friendships. And that's how I really look at it. I think a lot of people that are currently in my shoes or, uh, you know, are trying to break their way into the business. It's, it's always, Oh, what can this person do for me? And I think that's a completely horrible way to look at it because people can smell that from a mile away. So when I'm talking to, uh, for example, like Marcel Luis Jacques, who used to cover uh the bills for ESPN, he was in town as he's now the Miami dolphins reporter. That's one of my, you know, day one guys from early on in college who, you know, it it was never, oh, I need something from you so you can refer me to this guy to get me an internship. It was more, okay, let's go out, get coffee, talk about the industry. What can I learn from you? How can you help me? And it's not really like, I think that's, that's something that always gets under my skin as well is just, you have to have a good head on your shoulders where people are, can recognize if you're in it for the wrong reason. And I feel like I'm someone who is in it for the right reasons. And uh, I'm going to continue to, to kind of have that mentality.
1: It's funny. I just got, I just got done talking to a, uh, a current college coach, a younger guy who's, who's doing his grad work out in Missouri right now. And like, one of our big topics of, of our whole discussion was like being in coaching for the right reasons and like what, you know, what you're in it for, right? Like, going back to you say like people smell that man a mile like a mile away right like you don't you you don't you make yourself not fit in in a place where you go into it and you're grateful and you're humble and you're you know like you're looking around kind of shyster in your way through there people pick it out real quick and like if you don't belong and lead with gratitude and lead with Hey, what? Can, like, I know I might be the dumbest person here, and I'm still in college. But like, I—that's what I'm here to do, right? Like, right. I'm here to to learn about things like that. Like, we don't walk into it and say, "Hey, can I? You know, can can I talk to Kim?" Right? Like, we're not yep. going. No, we're not going. We're yep. not going in there. Hey, where's Kim? You know. Um. So I think, you know, just between like language and body language and all, you know, just all the other things, I think a lot of our you know, our, our focus as people are graduating college, high school people who are reaching out to coaches or reaching out to, you know, to professional people to inquire about occupations, like these people check your Twitter, right? They go through everything. They, you know, they, they know your why and when your why is the wrong why, and it doesn't align with, with everyone who's at this level doing things at, a high capacity extremely efficient putting out you know the bills right unbelievable product on the field that doesn't happen right that doesn't just happen right there's a lot of people doing it so 100% back to there and i think again like a lot of people can go in and i i experienced what i'd say is like a little bit of where you don't belong i was surrounded by f- tons of former ex big leaguers and you know i've picked up the vibe right away that like, Hey, these guys like played together our friends are you know i gotta go to basketball and you know make sure that i'm on a team and you know throwing good you know throwing good oops to our six seven pitching <laughs> coordinator right like you like i i it's not for the wrong reason that's like you have to do that and like hey hey that guy's awesome. He, you know, he passes the ball a lot. Hey, that guy hustled his ass. Out. He played good, whatever it ends up being a basketball game changes people's perception of you into the, into the factory. You're like, Hey, we can, you know, we smell through it. And that guy is, that guy's here for the right reasons. And I think you hit it right on the head with that. So, um, We'll absolutely wrap it up on that, man. We can't, we can't thank you enough for being on with us. Once again, we lead with gratitude here. I know the griffs always choose love. That's one of the running, uh, running jokes in the facility is that the griffs choose love. We have a bunch of high school guys will comment, comment that on all our stuff. So (laughs) that's a huge reminder out there to the griffs choose love. Those rings are beautiful. God bless like the softball team, the baseball team, all the sports, man, like you guys do it right. And I, I think I'll ask you one more, like being part of a winning program, obviously your dad was there for for football and we have the family ties to it, but just how cool is it to walk in there every day and just know how good every, every team is.
0: It's awesome. Like I walk into work every day cause it doesn't feel like work and I'm just happy. Like it is just awesome to be surrounded with people That again, are there for the right reasons and are looking out for the student athletes and are looking out for each other and all collectively want what's best for our school. And I feel like a lot of places, especially when you get to the larger ones, it's not really like that. Everybody's kind of cliquish and you have your own different teams and you have your own different worries. But when you're a small school tucked away in the middle of Buffalo, it is a family. and It's cold. Yeah, like... (laughs) everybody and it really is a a special place that's what i always tell everybody and i I feel like people don't really understand that until they're there and they experience it for themselves
1: yeah canisius niagara um you know the st bonaventure right they like these these schools out here i ub is is a little out of our league as far as size goes but like (laughs) you know i private school state school the 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 community that you feel at one of these these small places especially when you're you're in the sports right like Mm -hmm. it is it's it's its own animal and everybody I felt as well when I was there right like looking out for each other the athletic administrators everybody was always kind of going out of their way to try and help each other out and um You know, we can't we can't say enough good things about the people who don't get seen on the field or on the court or uh, in the pool all the time who are making uh, making us feel better, who are making sure that we stay eligible, who are making sure that we have cool social media posts about us throwing down that windmill dunk on the fast break. So, Griff, man, thank you so much for being on here, reminding everybody out there to hold it down. And thank you for listening to Holding Down the Fort. This is Jimbo Fort reminding you to hold it down. Be on the lookout for our new merch. Anybody who has any questions for the show or for our guests on the show, please email us at holdingdownthefortpod at gmail.com. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube for all the latest updates and to hold it with us. Thank you again. We look forward to having you back for the next episode.